I'm Adam. And I'm John. And you're listening to The Archive. Our ever-growing library of everything. One hour... Welcome back to the archive. I'm Nick, but here is your prefatorial pooba, Adam. Me. Hey, we are here in the prefatorium at the archive where we do two things. Those two things are we do an elicitation of the two things we do here at the archive. John, you go first. What's the first thing you do? Show matters. Show matters. That's right. Nick, your turn. What else? Uh, oh, oh, God. Um, I, uh, fuck. Nope, that's not true. <laughs> that's, that's in the archive. I don't dungeon. believe we've ever done that in the prefatorium. No, not that we know of anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, got real blue real fast. Uh, nope. Comments. Comments is what they're looking for. So, oh, uh, damn it. Yeah, show matters and comments. Uh, the ever going, uh, ongoing show matter of this, the last season of the archive. Uh, not really a show matter, but this is kind of a little fun trivia fact. This is the first time that uh, my friend John and I have been on an episode together this entire season. So, kind of crazy. Wow. Put it in the archive. Put it in the archive. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, have you guys, ahead, have you missed each other? I've missed him. I don't know. Have we I, mystiqued each other? <laughs> like, have we painted ourselves blue and appeared in front of each other? Yes, that's oh, what missed. I'm asking. Missed. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, I have to say, I regret that, especially that I was not able to be a part of the MST3K episode. Yeah, I sang your, I sang your name in a song. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> I appreciate that. No problem. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I really regret not being able to be a part of that. This has been a, a work thing, right? Uh, it's or a combination of... Thing? work life yeah i mean work life death now um mm. there's just a lot going on so but it's it's all good i'm here yeah. um the other thing we do here uh also good glad glad to see you but uh the only thing we do here is we talk about uh or we read rather comments that we may we may or may not have um so I get to actually ask the, the question properly this time for the first time in a long the time. The age-old question. Yeah. Hey, John, we got any comments? No. That's not true. <laughs> no, it is. It isn't. <laughs> I know for a fact. Oh, well, I've got no comments. What do you have? Uh, I have nothing, but uh, have you checked the Instagram? No, I don't do that. Hold on. Oh. Well, why don't you just ask me, Adam? Oh, hey, Nick, <laughs> any comments? <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, we have a few. Uh, let's see. Or while he's looking that up, John, do you want to do any sort of live comment on the MST3K episode? Uh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll just say, um, I, I, I may have shared this on the show before, but um, MST3K is one of the things, it's one of those points in my life that I can point to like very specifically um, with a lot of clarity uh, and say that it uh, more or less saved my sanity at one point really? um, in my life. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I had never heard of it uh, in its early years. And then um, in 1993, in the summer of 1993, there was a historic, what was then like a hundred year flood that befell uh, the St. Louis region. Yep. Now it's a every, I don't know, 15 minutes or so uh, <laughs> occurrence. But uh, yeah, at the time it, it was a, that, that occurrence was a huge blow to me because I lived right down the street from um, a river and uh, as I was, when I was growing up, I had always asked my dad, uh, like what, what happens if that river like overflows? Like, and my dad would always just be like, Oh, that river's never going to overflow. That, that, it's never going to flood. That's, that's never going to happen. I mean, dozens, maybe hundreds of times over the course of my early life, I asked this question and was told, no, that'll never happen. And then of course, in 1993, it happened. Uh, so I was, um, evacuated from my home. I had to spend, uh, about a month and a half living, um, bouncing around from place to place. I lived in my grandmother's house for a little while. I had some friends uh, who went on vacation and let us use their house for a couple of wow. weeks. I had no idea. But 
um, when I was, I was living with, uh, one of my, my closest friends, um, at the time he was obsessed with comedy central. And so we were watching like whose line is in any way and a bunch of stand up reruns and stuff. And every seemingly every commercial break, there was the same 30 second spot for mystery science theater. And I kept like seeing it. And I was like, have you ever watched this mystery science theater show? And my friend was like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, it's fine. It's, it's all right, yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. And I just like, I was, I was definitely curious. Like I wanted to watch it, but I didn't want to be like, oh, could, could we watch that tonight? Because I don't know, you know, it's not my house or whatever. Sure. And, but, but we, I guess the, the, the channel was just on and it happened to roll into MST hour, which was I think 11 in those days, like 11 PM. Sure. And, uh, the first episode that I saw was Space Travelers. And uh, I think that was like fourth or fifth season of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the, and they were running them every night. Every weeknight they would show at 11 p.m. a new or an old episode of Mystery Science Theater, but they were new to me. Sure. And there were like five seasons of new to me episodes. So uh, for the month or so that I was living with this friend every night, we would watch mystery science theater 3000 and like that was that was my life that was everything to me like every day i would wake up and worry is my house like you know floating away or like i mean and this is like summer vacation too so it was like just a miserable time uh but that made life not only like livable but it was like super exciting and that show uh became so important to me uh, it's, it, I, I traveled based on that show just so I could like meet the people. I toured the studio. Are I, you I like, came around to, yeah, definitely. I went Damn. the very first like uh, convention. You really should have in Minneapolis. taken my place in the episode. I did not do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I, I worship that show completely. That was like for that period of my life, that was like the most important thing, you know, and and I was like a huge fan of sci-fi and especially old sci-fi movies. Mm -hmm. So like I had kind of this, like, like a weird reverence for that material, but it was still, uh, for some reason, like the, the way that they came across in that show, it it would, I could tell that they like appreciated it too, even though they were making fun of it. And that was like exactly what I needed. And it was exactly like, I, I, you guys talked about it, but that, that approach, the kind of uh, respectful irreverence mm-hmm. to preceding decades of pop culture has been so important in media ever since then that I don't, I really don't think you can understate, you can, you, I don't think you can overstate the influence of Mystery Science Theater 3000 100%, in terms agreed. of, uh, of what it's done for culture and, and absolutely for me too, like I still every day drop some quote that is from mystery science theater 3000. That's awesome. So I guess the the real question I have next for you is that, have you watched any of the revival, the, the new show? No, <laughs> and it's really no I don't, why. I don't believe in going back. It's not, it's moving <laughs> I never forward. go back to the well. Going forward. The show is about going back. <laughs> and in fact, I think we have MST3K to thank for uh, Stranger Things season three, specifically. <laughs> My favorite one. Yeah. <laughs> you guys hear that Robert Edlund's joining uh, season four of Stranger Things? You're going to have to remind me who that is. Freddy Krueger. Oh, no. You mean Robert uh, England. England? What did yes. I say? Ed, 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 Edlund? Yeah. Mm, <laughs> I've heard it both ways. Uh, I had not heard you guys that, seem nonplussed but... about it. So well, it, we're still processing it now that we know who it is. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're nonplussed. Uh, I'm speaking for John. <laughs> right. No, John, that's awesome. I'm, 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 I, again, I kind of wish uh, you had been on the episode. Uh, not placing Nick, but just an addendum to uh, No, that's okay. Everyone else. <laughs> well, there you go. I just said everything I needed to say. There you yeah. go. Fair enough. You should check out the new episodes. I think you'd like them. Excuse me. All right. It took me a minute to uh, get my new technology figured out and get Instagram on it, but we do have a few comments on it from uh, starting with Sparks352, who commented on the last episode. Um, 
This time he was commenting on the Bond episode and he said, I love hearing your guys' stories. I wish I was around nine years ago because I, I told him that he should have been around nine years ago because we're about to kill the podcast. <laughs> um, question for future podcasts. Should I start at the beginning and listen to the end or start at the end and listen to the beginning? Mm-hmm. Also, you can, my, you can use my name in the podcast and his name is Pedro Rivera, a.k.a. Sparks352. What do you guys think about that? So he's asking, like, as he, if he listens to more episodes of the archive, should he start at the beginning and work his way forward, or should he start now and work his way back? Is that yeah, asking correct? That whatever the next thing we do. No, no, no. He should wait until we're done with it right. and then <laughs> listen to it in reverse order. Yeah, wait till we kill that one too, and then exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All uh, right. yeah. Well, I'll let you go ahead, Nick. Uh, well, I told him that I think I, I actually commented on it. And I said, I think that we have different opinions about that, about podcasts in general. But for our podcast, I recommended just going because we have so many episodes and we don't really have like a dense storyline, although Adam might disagree with me about that. Um, just go through our archives, our archives and find a topic that he likes and just pick from there and uh, if he likes it, keep going. But yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of the novelty and the good, bad of our podcast that you pick an episode, if you don't like it, just pick a different random episode because that topic you may like better. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I don't think that there's any any entry point that is better than any other entry Arcade's point. pretty good. All right, start from the beginning. I take that back. (laughs) Uh, Then we have another comment on the Lakes episode from a uh, Pedro Rivera, a.k.a. Sparks352. He said, I really enjoyed this episode. My lake story is that our family had a lakeside vacation home, and I remember spending all my time up, up there growing up. As an adult, my time was spent working, and it never allowed me to go there often. To my dismay, my aunt sold it, but I still have the memories. Oh. Mm. Um, okay. And then we have a comment on the Mad Balls episode, uh, which says, this is from Pedro Rivera, a.k.a. Sparks352. And he says, since there's no post on Instagram about the Malls Redux episode, my bad. Uh, I'll comment randomly on this one. Malls were always a fun time. Definitely interesting seeing how they killed small town mom and pop shops and how they're also dying to a newer shopping experience. You touched on new, use, new uses mall owners are coming up with to make money on their giant properties. I find the most interesting ones being building the stores into condos and having a mixed use mall living space situation. Mm. Kind of like the utopian ideas of the, oh man, uh Mermeer in Amsterdam. I'm pretty sure I nailed that. <laughs> uh, um, that, John. I, yeah. I, I, I speaking of malls, I brought up in the in our Slack channel the documentary about the Alabama Mall, Jasper Mall. Jasper. Yeah. Yes. And uh to my dismay, uh, you didn't say, oh, my God, this looks like the most amazing thing ever. And then later I saw on Letterboxd that you'd already seen it and gave it three stars. H- have we talked about this already? Did I miss this? No, I think I commented on Slack that I, I really liked it. And I thought oh. it was, uh, yeah, well, it, it's uh, the, the idea of like re- repurposing malls i guess let me go back to to uh pedro's comment because i think that that idea of turning a mall space into like a mixed use uh mm-hmm. a facility that includes uh residences is like the that is the most exciting thing i've heard uh since 1994 at least um well that actually reminds me of uh, the architect Le Corbusier, who designed uh, structures that were living spaces with malls built into them. And I'm just 
throwing this these facts out because I am trying to impress you that I know them. <laughs> you think you're so cool, Pedro. I got my own architects. Uh, or I'm sorry, go on, John. Uh, yeah, I, well, I would echo that. Uh, um, Nick is so cool. Um, but <laughs> I think, yeah. Uh, yeah, that movie, uh, it's a documentary about this. It, it's a, a relatively small uh, mall in, in a pretty small community, but I, I, it's, it sort of hits upon something that I, I didn't realize growing up. And uh, it, it kind of makes sense when you like look at the, the long-term aspects of like retail or whatever, but like that, that idea that malls uh, kind of took all the business away from small downtown uh, areas. And now those malls have been, sort of supplanted by big box stores or e-commerce or whatever. Uh, and it, you don't really, I think in an area like St. Louis where we've had at one time, I think as we talked about in that episode, we had like the largest collection of malls per capita, uh, per capita yeah, yep. in the United States. Um, it's, it's hard to really fathom what that means and what that looks like. Um, but having having watched that movie, I think that's one of the things that really comes across in there because there's not, it, there's nothing left. Like once you, once you hollow out a city center and then you uh, hollow out its exurban area, the kind of circle that, that works around it, you, you, you have nothing left. And like, that's the, the picture that you come away with. Um, and it's exactly, it, it kind of mirrors the, just the uh, the erosion of small towns in general, whether it's like uh, jobs or um, uh, population or whatever, just the every generation, it seems like it it's becoming increasingly harder to find something that fills that void. Um, mm -hmm. that was what I really took away th from that, uh, documentary. And that mall is actually, this is kind of the weird upside to that. That mall is still open. Like you start out at the beginning of that documentary thinking like, this is, this is the death knell of this mall. Like we're going to watch this thing close down. A spoiler for this movie. I guess it is. Yeah. I mean, they never like come right out and say that, but the, that's the impression that I took from it that, you know, this was going to be the last days of this mall. And it, it does show you a lot of stores closing over the span of the one or two years that they were filming it but i looked it up after the movie was over and it's still there the mall is still there and i think it still has basically the same stores that you see in the documentary, documentary so i don't know save if that the, save the mall it doesn't I seem like don't it. think so oh. <laughs> i in fact i haven't seen it yet but i would hazard a guess that most of the people in all area haven't seen this movie maybe uh yeah it seems like it's had a limited uh range but now it's on amazon prime uh so that may make a huge difference i think it, it probably played like a lot of festivals and stuff and and didn't get a lot of play from those but um now that it's uh now that you can stream it i think that'll make a big difference um and i think that you know i found it i think through Amazon's algorithm um, because I watch a lot of mall movies, <laughs> I guess. Um, but I think that that will help if, if there's one like uh, nice thing I can say about either Amazon or algorithms in general, it's that it, uh, sometimes they work and they help <laughs> uh, stuff like that actually get seen. I mean, it hasn't helped our podcast, I don't think, but. Uh, Are we on Amazon? <laughs> Oh, that's not a problem. Oh, geez. there we go. Yeah, we just need to get on Prime. We need to start that TV show that Drew was talking about. There you go. We do. Uh, just in time for the end. Uh, we have a couple more comments, so let's let's get through them. But um, we have a comment from Hell Fang Gaming, aka Kid Creeper, aka Creeper. 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 King Creeper! Who says, I'm commenting on here for a sec. Hey, it's me, King Creeper. 
This was a great episode. Oh, we got movie sign. So I got to go. <laughs> uh, CS-17, which I assume is uh, Counter-Strike 17. <laughs> Makes sense to me. Creative right. Suite. Creative Suite Creative 17. Suite. Nice. Yeah. Um, and then we have one more comment from Pedro Rivera, Sparks352, a.k.a. And he said on the uh, MST3K episode, said, never really got into MST, but I enjoyed hearing your memories of it. Might give it another shot. Thanks, guys. <clears throat> oh, wait. And he said he had one more comment. And he said, uh, comment. <laughs> comment <CS6>. streak six. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Coming in hot after <laughs> King Creeper here. So was that, was that six comments today? Uh, five or six. The five last six? one I made up. I yeah, yeah, I get really, it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it still counts. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, all those other comments were made up at one point too. And, yeah, I mean, and by letter of the law, I suppose that is true. And John had his comment. And John did have a comment. Yeah, it's so that's a nice. Comment. It's a nice, nice, healthy amount of comments this this week. Thank you, uh, creepers, one and all. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Pedro. Yeah, thank you for listening, Pedro. Yeah. And commenting. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting kind of tired. <laughs> oh, the perfect setup. Uh, no, because it's sleepover time and we're staying up all night. Oh, man. Welcome over, guys. We're doing a sleepover tonight, talking about sleepovers. Are you ordering pizza, or what's the what's the dinner plan here? I mean, I ordered pizzas, but I, that's up to you guys. We're we're not actually sleeping here. Oh, okay. That, no, it's quarantine time. You got your own. Is your pizzas, sister home, but... Nick? <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, Do you want to sleep over too? Because I'm just saying that'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we're going to talk about sleepovers today. How old is she? Uh, she she's, <laughs> she's like eight years older than me, Adam. Nice. Uh, eight years older than you. Than I us. think that's too old for you. Yeah. That's the sweet spot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, as my uh, episodes are winding down, for hosting duties as we're killing this podcast. I questioned whether or not I wanted to do like a heavily researched episode or do one where we just shoot the shit. And I picked sleepovers and I did so much research mm. about the history. ears perked up. No, I don't have a history of sleepovers. What would that be? I'm so excited about this. Uh, the first sleepover was when Socrates invited Aristotle to... <laughs> no, I'm sorry, Adam. That's fine. Um, but, uh, but yeah, this, this was something that I had a lot of like childhood memories from and I thought might be ripe for conversation. Um, and, uh, yeah, first of all, Adam, Hi. did you have sleepovers when you were little oh, yeah. or... Was, yeah. That was a thing. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Good. Yes, and all my goofy swordness childhood, that was kind of, I guess, the one normal thing that I that I experienced that everyone else did too. So sleeping over and sleeping out. Yeah, there Which was a did moment you do there. first. Uh, definitely spent the night out. So, so you, you had guys... some precedent before you had to host people. 
you kind of like knew once once it was your turn to host you kind of had a a paradigm to work with yep were were you guys uh exclusively one of them or did you go back and forth what do you were you sleeping out or sleeping in did you have people over to your house because me yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I i did not have sleepovers at my house oh but i did sleep out uh frequently yeah yeah it's funny i didn't i didn't have people over to hang out very often mm-hmm you would do sleepovers. Like after school type thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But if we like, we'd make like make an, a, a night of it, that was something that we would do. So. Yeah. I like, I remember uh, my best friend when I was <coughs> in elementary school, um, invited him over for the night and halfway through it, he noped out. Um, but, for whatever reason, I, I think that's a pretty common thing to uh, really? do at that age where you're just like not ready for it. Or maybe you're seeing your friend's weird customs and you're just like, this isn't how my family does things. Boy, I had no problem <laughs> with this at all. Uh, I, I didn't either, but he, he split that night and that kind of set the precedent that when we did it again, I went over to his house and in the future it was usually going to other people's houses. I just had the precedent that every sleepover about halfway through, you just bail. <laughs> <laughs> you just pack your bags and hit the road. Right, exactly. Yeah. Throw your stick over your shoulder and <laughs> your, your hop the train. And... Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I want to just want to interject quickly here. Like uh, it's unfortunate that Drew is not able to uh, be a part of this, this conversation point in particular, because he has a great story about being on the, the other side of that dynamic, wherein uh, he was supposed to spend the night somewhere. And I can't remember exactly if he was at like an uncle's house or if he was at like a friend's house, but he decided in like, as he was, as it was getting started, that like, oh, this was not going to work. He needed to get home, and so he made up an excuse. Oh, that's right. In order to go home, yeah. And then he got caught in it. Um, maybe, maybe Drew will will put this in the in the comments. He'll put a comment yeah. of of goes with the story. It's worth revisiting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I I sympathize with that. Um, because I, I have never really felt comfortable sleeping in anyone else's, any other person's house. Really? Uh, yeah, I, I really don't like it. And I, it's not, I don't know if there's, if it's more uh, about the other people or more about me, but it, it may be equal parts. Um, but yeah, I, I, and as I got older, like there was a period where the sleepover thing just kind of stops. Like, I don't know, say like 14, 15 is maybe like the tail end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then wait, we still having sleepovers, <laughs> <laughs> but he's not inviting us. Come on. All right, right. Well, I'll talk about that in later on, but I want to finish up. But first of all, that age is way too early, way too early, but go on. Well, okay. Yeah. My, my, uh, end of sleepover era was like around 14 or 15, but then like, uh, once I was in my early twenties and started like going, traveling with significant others to family things, um, in many cases in other cities or States, um, it, it basically becomes like a sleepover situation again. Um, and I hated it. Like, I just didn't understand why we couldn't get a hotel room or sleep at the train station or something that would not involve staying at another person's house. What is the, explain to me the rationale behind this or what is, what is the, the, yeah. Does it because it's not, explain? it's, it's a, it's not your home and it's not a, a transient space. Like a hotel or an Airbnb or whatever is like sort of designed for overnight lodging. But when you go to somebody's house, everything is wrong. It's like, <laughs> everything is strange. It's like familiar. It's obvious that like people live in this space, but it's not at all like 
what you're accustomed to and like everything is wrong. Like everything is in a place where you wouldn't place it. You wouldn't put the bed there or, you know, the walls are decorated weirdly. So the feng shui is all messed up essentially. What everything is wrong. Yeah. Well, that, that I, might I be true for uh, Airbnb too though, but, is it possible that it's just that you're in somebody else's space and you're just conscious of them occupying it at the same time? And you're like, you know, we could all sleep on couches, but when you're sleeping on a couch and somebody might get up in the middle of the night, it's just, it's extra awareness that you're in a, another person's lair. That's exactly it. I think maybe this is it, just another classic adam weirdness thing but this i just this is not registered to me at all like i love you've never felt awkward at all in no. another person's home no <laughs> seriously never never not like not once not a single time loved it uh, one time um i we had i was at like a soccer game that i was playing soccer in so i don't know probably third or fourth grade something like that and the I, I my some, some my one of my friend's moms drove us drove me there, and he was spending the night out at one of our other mutual friends' house, and I said, "Hey, can I spend the night at your house tonight?" And she goes, "You know, Danny won't be here." I'm like, "I don't care." What? And then she goes, "Oh my god, this okay, is the most Adam story <laughs> I've ever heard. Insanity." So I spent the night at her house, my friend's house, when he wasn't there. We watched Three Amigos. It was great. Wait, at, uh, was his sister eight years older than him? There was no sister. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I he thought you were making a move. He had a younger brother. He <laughs> was like like three years younger than us. Okay. Um, John, I have to tell you, the first sleepover that I actually remember, uh, that was like a proper sleepover. I, I, I think I probably spent the night at, at my friend Mark, who was too chicken to stay at my house. Um, mm. But in like... Uh, fifth grade or whatever, maybe. Um, the first time I watched Monster Squad was at a sleepover. Nice, nice. <clears throat> it's a perfect sleepover movie. Yeah, and it, it was like a very classic moment where it was just like, I think it was my friend's birthday and he had the NES Rob robot. And I, Whoa! I, I, yeah, I might have brought this all up. I'm sure I did in the uh, Monster Squad episode that we did. Um, but... Uh, also, his like older sister, uh, who's only five years older, Adam, don't get excited, uh, <laughs> like came in on like and like banged on the windows or something while we were watching the movie, and it freaked my friend out. And I didn't think it was that scary of a movie, so because uh, uh, I, I'm really tough. You guys know <laughs> I don't get scared of movies, but um, but yeah, that that was a good night that I can still remember. That was absolutely my favorite activity uh, about sleepovers was watching movies with people. Like I was used to watching movies by myself. Um, mm -hmm. And so just having, having an audience made up of uh, your contemporaries, like it was really the first time that ever happened for me because if I, even if I went to see movies with other people, it was like my parents or my aunts and uncles or you know whoever but sure. like yeah. sleepovers were a prime opportunity to to have that experience with people that i really knew and could relate to and i i'm pretty sure like most of the movies that were most important to me from that era were because of you know watching them during sleepovers like robocop and um yeah stuff that, that like becomes like major like reflection points later on in life like it's all that from that that they happened at sleepovers sure you pull out those those r-rated movies or, oh, or things yes. like that if you could get them uh or maybe worse than that but um <laughs> but <laughs> i feel like aliens was a big one with my friends and there there were some kids in the neighborhood who we would go over to their house and um and like play aliens in their house at night um, where some, some kids would be aliens and some kids would be Marines and we just like creep around in the dark and yell and yeah. So besides movies, uh, did you guys ever watch late night TV? Because for me, uh, I don't know if, uh, but it was always Saturday nights was when Three Stooges came on super, super late. And so mm -hmm. I knew that that's when 
that was always prime for me. It's like I I thought you were going to say SNL, but I forgot that you're well, seventy was years gonna, old. <laughs> SNL was also going to be on that list. You goof. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was usually I mean, okay, so actually we usually SNL and then which I wasn't allowed to watch at at my house, and then after that, I think it's starting at eleven or maybe was it one? I can't remember. It was. Oh, like, I thought it was like one or one thirty. That yeah, sounds about was, right, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Three seasons come online. And I was like, yes. And watch that until you just watch it until you literally could not stay awake any any longer and you pass out. And then, oh, and if it was a Friday night, then you had Saturday morning's cartoons the next day. Woo! That's that's also oh big Friday time. night sleepover. Mm. Yeah, which one is better, a Friday night or a Saturday night sleepover? Gosh. Oh man. I mean, definitely Friday because I like that sleeping with the cartoons. I had I had one friend that uh, I would have to go to church with him the next morning if it was sunday and that was weird going to somebody else's church but uh we would sneak out during the service and there was like a refrigerator in there that would have biscuits and gravy in it that <laughs> like every single time we'd go and eat biscuits and gravy out of the refrigerator well, that sounds pretty good so yeah are you, yeah. you sure friday then <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna go with friday also just because that also builds the potential of a double weekend sleepover. Oh, I don't know if I ever had that. What? I don't know if anybody's parents would abide by that. That's <laughs> yeah, like... you spend the night Friday night. Again, you stay up all night watching scary movies. And then Saturday morning, you're watching cartoons. You're hang, hanging out all day. And all of a sudden, it starts getting that evening time. Hey, let's that again. Jackpot. Hells yes. Let's do this. Full weekend. Well, the beauty of it is like you could, depending on like the size of group you had like you could turn that into a weekend progressive where you know you spend the night at one person's house on mm -hmm. friday night oh and, yeah like you know the old spend, the and they've got different aliens. parents and then yeah like you you hang out in the neighborhood uh play in the yard or whatever uh on saturday and then your friend you know, has alien three <laughs> starring the exactly <laughs> we're seeing alien three for the first time by a sleepover Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. Was it a a double feature? Was it with David Fincher? <laughs> <laughs> oh, probably. I mean, we were, were we you watched. at David Fincher's house? <laughs> <laughs> and he was just like, "I hate all of this. The studio made me do this. This is bullshit." Uh, uh, yeah, that never happened. Uh, well, no, I won't say it never happened, but it. I, I don't remember having the the dual night um, sleepover thing. But I, I do think that Friday night is the absolute best just because the, you have that expanse of Saturday ahead of you, however you spend it, like whether you continue to hang out with the same people or whether you like move on, uh, do other things. It's just like, it, it really, I think frees you to make the most of the Friday night. Um, the, the, the totality of your sleepover experience. Mm -hmm. You've got you don't the whole have like, idea. yeah, you don't have Sunday. The threat of Sunday bearing down on you, you know, it's it's a wide open, clean slate. When, so yeah, my friend Mark, who I will say again was a chicken, uh, when <laughs> I would stay over at his house. Also, we never called them sleepovers. I was going to ask you guys about that. Did you they... call them sleepovers, or did you say do you want to spend the night? Or was it a slumber party? Or a slumber party. Slumber party to me implies volume of people. Yeah. Yes. And, and it's co-ed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I don't know that we ever like actually had a, an official term that was, you know, uh, pervasive. Yeah. I think there were um, words either spend the night or sleepover worked fine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I would go on to stay at Mark's house overnight frequently in, in uh, grade school. And the, the big deal about it, because we hung out just about every day, but if we were going to, if I was going to spend the night at his house, we'd, after he like begged his parents, we'd plan ahead and then I'd go home and I'd get my long box of comics nice. and I'd lug this whole thing over to his house in the back of the car and bring it into his room 
And then I would spend 30 minutes to an hour going through his box. And then he would spend the same going through mine. And we'd pick the comics that we wanted from the other person's and spread them out on the floor and spend half the night bartering over <laughs> Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man 324. Uh, you know, uh, this, this comic has Solo in it. Solo is so cool. He's like the Green Punisher. Uh, and and we, yeah, try to make deals and trade. And by the end of the night, maybe we'd get like one or two each. Sure. You know, it would, it, lots of negotiations, nothing happened. And then we <laughs> lugged the comics home. But that was, that was a big deal. I really enjoyed that. <clears throat> uh, I'm trying to remember if I ever, if there was ever any bartering. I think um, there would be like an exchange of toys sometimes, like mm. in the, like around age, like, eight to 10, um, like when uh, Star Wars and G.I. Joe uh, uh, toys, like that was, I remember that being like a big part of going over to friend's house because uh, especially initially, um, like I, I, for whatever reason, I didn't have a whole lot of Star Wars toys growing up. I came to Star Wars late. And by the time I was like really into it, you just like couldn't get, Star Wars toys anywhere. Like I would get yeah. them at garage sales or whatever. But um, a couple of my friends had, I, I, I don't know, I guess they were smarter than me or something. They uh, had tons of Star Wars toys. And so it was, it was like uh, going, it, it, not like going to a toy store, but it was, it, it, um, it opened up the, the field of play, I guess, significantly when, you could combine collections of those things. Hmm. Um, and, and like do, I, I remember doing like setting up really epic battles where we would get like every, every vehicle and every action figure that we had and align them in some way. Um, and sometimes we would like kind of fuse properties. So like the empire and Cobra would be kind of a combined force Oh, yeah. the rebel the alliance foot clan the, is joining them yeah mask, yeah and, mask is there <laughs> mask is absolutely there yes oh, man, i had mask. one friend who had tons of mask toys and and we would use the, the entire like basement floor or the living room floor fill it with all of these toys and then like i, I remember documenting <clears throat> the results like either taking photos or at one point one of my friends had a camcorder oh, so God, we would like was the best. film like yeah or make movies in the middle of the night, like mm -hmm. with action figures, like, you know, dropping GI Joes in the toilet or whatever. <laughs> Once you have a lot of jolt cola in your system, there's no telling what's going to happen. And that's what I was, I was, I was curious what, as far as, cause I don't know about you guys, but at sleepovers, the food and drink consumption was always uh, a, a, an eclectic mix to say the least of, things that I would not and probably did not, I wasn't allowed to consume on a normal basis. Uh, oh, yeah. Such as? Half the reason I went on sleepovers <laughs> and probably yeah. why Mark didn't stay in my house. But go on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I can't remember how old I was. It had been probably junior high when we came up with this concoction. Uh, my best friend at the time and myself, we had, uh, you take Mountain Dew and you take... Uh, it has to be the, the green mint chocolate chip ice cream and make a oh, out of that. <laughs> Woo, that thing will get you going, man. There's this, there's the type of sugar high of that thing was no doubt. You, Adam, you talked about staying up late watching shows. Uh, did you guys ever stay up all night at a sleepover? Oh yeah. I, I was thinking about the, I remember the first time that I stayed up all night period was at this kid Matt's house and he, his family was like, um, you know, upper middle class, but they seemed rich by my standards. They had two staircases. You could go up one side of the house Whoa, or the other side wow. of the house. Yeah. Um, and they had a whole playroom and we were staying in there and, and we were far enough away from his parents that we could just be loud and 
relentless and not wake them up. And I just remember playing Guess Who nice. for like four hours and getting to that delirious, ridiculous point of tiredness slap where happy. just slap happy and just giggling nonstop about stupid jokes and uh and then all of a sudden the sun came up and it was like oh my god i did it (laughs) this is a landmark achievement i'm gonna read this in my diary (laughs) yeah definitely my first all-nighter was at a sleepover there's no doubt i don't quite recall the context of it but i do know it did it did happen at one and then repeatedly would happen regularly was that one david fincher kept Bugging you to... <laughs> you should really listen to my commentary. Right. <laughs> I I do remember exactly uh, that first uh, first all nighter, and it was it was remarkable in a lot of ways um, because not only was it a, an all nighter, but it was probably the largest sleepover that I ever attended, and it was like a multi generational uh, thing where. Uh, I had two friends who were uh, twin brothers that were my age and they had both an older sister and a younger sister. Um, I think like about a year, maybe two years at most apart. And uh, for some insane reason, their parents decided like, Oh yeah, we'll just have let all of the kids have a sleepover on the same weekend. And so there were like probably 15 kids uh, at this house and not everybody made it all night but it was like the the dynamics of that group where you had like three or four people who were like older than me and a couple of people who were the same age as me and a couple of people who were a few years younger than me and like when you get that late at night and it's uh people you don't normally talk to and everybody's kind of loopy um but you all have this like common goal of staying up all night like it, it's actually the, the best way I can think of the only, the only instance that I think has ever like really kind of articulated it really well is in uh, dazed and confused when you have like these kind of disparate groups of people who don't normally coalesce. Mm-hmm. Um, but like just having that opportunity uh, it allows you to like actually get to know people um, that you would never ever like really have a real conversation with. Yeah. Um, it, it's uh, like breakfast club or whatever, but yeah, uh, yeah. you're confined to the space with them and yeah. have a chance to actually bond over something because you're forced to. And yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, th- I feel like those parents have to either be the best parents or the worst parents. There's no <laughs> in between here. Like, well, to I allow mean, that. So I have a unique perspective here having, have kids yeah, who are now yeah. basically grown uh, who did sleepovers. Um, so I have now, you know, I've done the full cycle where I have hosted sleepovers at, at my house. And there was at least once where we did a, a tri kid sleepover, so to speak. All three of my boys had somebody, at least one, if not more kids for the night. It was the dumbest decision we ever made. <laughs> <laughs> it was tough. It was really tough. Like, uh, cause you just, now you're just dealing with, different age groups who have different needs and the kids, you know, you have the, Oh, blah, blah, blah is crying. Hey, somebody got, you know, actually hit somebody else in the face. Well, was it, is it the, <laughs> is it the same group or is it like inner, like the groups that are, and it's just a whole big thing. Yeah. So, oh yeah. man. The other, the other thing we did once was this actually ultimately worked out. Okay. But there was a time that Kelly and I, can I Kelly, uh, kind of thought this was, this was going to be the dumbest thing ever is it was for, I want to say what things were for Aiden's, 10th birthday or something like that we pitched our 15 person tent in the backyard and had him invite all the boys in his class over and so we had like 12. wait hold on pause 50 person tent one five what 15, 15 person 15. Tent. okay yes. <laughs> that's still crazy but yeah that, it was that's... huge it just it was on it was on clearance when i bought it so you know yeah might be okay. a 12 person tent but still it's a huge tent um so he threw 15 16 10 year old boys in that thing uh, maybe maybe they're twelve. I don't know how they were, but um, probably yeah. ten actually. So uh, that was also just a lot to deal with. Yeah. But ultimately rewarding. The other thing that's weird is in this modern uh, day we we live in is that there it's kind of be- going the way of the dodo, like it, sleepovers mm. are. Uh, uh, 
gosh, what the heck is the term for it? Have you heard this thing? There's like, they're like, I can't think of the term where kids go to parent to people's houses with sleeping bags and pajamas and stuff like that. They hang out, they watch movies, blah, blah, blah. And the parents come back like around midnight and pick the kids up, and take them home. What? Yeah. That's like this. That's like the new thing. There's a term for it. It's like, I can't think of it. Um, Creepers, help me out here. What's, what's the name of that, of the new thing here? But, but that also being said, as the boys started getting even a little bit older, I'd be like, oh, you guys want to, you know, have your friends spend the night? And they'd be like, hold up their phone or like an iPad and be like, no, I'm talking to them right now. Oh, yeah. And that's like, oh. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Or if they want to play video games with them, they're just, they just go online together and play video games. So Yeah, people don't like couch games anymore. And I would not be surprised if kids today were just like, no, I want to play games with my friends. And I have to do that from my own video game console and they have to do that from theirs. Yeah. So it's very much like kind of a dying thing. Um, Or it's, uh, it's that other hybrid uh, spend the night thing that's, that's happening. Yeah. So I get it. Uh, I don't, I don't like it, but I totally get it. I think. Uh, Hijinks. You guys TP or fork or do anything like that? Angie had to explain what forking was to me. I really? I thought it was like spooning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've never heard of forking. <laughs> what? Oh, Nick, please. Oh, is Angie there? She have to come, her come explain it. Uh, no, she's she's not. But no. um, it's well, Adam. You go ahead. Well, well. Here's the deal. I, I want you guys to go first because I was a hellion. So I I want to I want to. You want this uh, to escalate? I'm yeah, yeah. Either that or I'm hoping maybe by contrast maybe you guys will say a bunch of terrible stuff too and I don't feel so bad. Uh, mine mine isn't terrible. It's just weird and it might need some psychological unpacking. So mm-hmm. John, do you want to go first? <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, I'll I'll start very simply. I don't remember doing anything like really serious. Uh, no one, no one ever got hurt or anything. Uh, but I do remember uh, like friends and I collectively convincing ourselves that like every neighbor in everyone's neighborhood was not to be trusted. Like they were absolutely definitely some kind of secret agent or uh, they had like neighborhood kids strung up in their basement or garage. Um, were, were you pretending or I mean, yeah, but also maybe like, some kids, maybe not all of them. It, it was definitely an indulgent uh, perspective where like we probably knew better, but we were also able to suspend uh, disbelief long enough to like, say, clad ourselves in camouflage or all black mm-hmm. and like sneak over to a neighbor's yard with like binoculars or um, oh yeah okay i'm yeah I'm and yeah yeah and yeah burbs uh, sort of thing yeah yeah, yeah. very much so <laughs> uh, and i do remember one instance where uh, like uh, my one friend had this guy who he had like a uh, garage that was separated from his house and uh lots of like car parts and various stuff scattered throughout the yard and my friend was just like, oh, yeah, he's definitely got some kind of like child slave thing going on in that garage. Um, and so, you know, well, like, we were committed. We, we were going to put a stop to that, right? We're going to get um, on the slavery. <laughs> we're children. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't they picking me? Why, what about what's wrong with me? Am I not good enough for you? My hands so are small we were, and At dainty. the very least, we were going to do some reconnaissance. And uh, I remember like taking my Fisher Price uh, camera. <laughs> sneaking up to the window into this guy's garage and like popping up and then like ready to snap pictures and that like i assumed that the dude was not home or you know at the very least he was not in his garage but of course he was in his garage and he was like what are you doing and i was like oh uh my friend uh hit his uh ball into here and he was like you're playing ball in the middle of the night i haven't seen a ball and of course, I was just like, "Thank you." <laughs> like, turned and ran. Later. <laughs> Wrong garage. 
Uh, okay, so uh, I mentioned in the MST3K episode that I had a friend that I stayed over at his house and we watched that and he inter- introduced me to it. Um, and that was around middle school. So I'm, I'm guessing I was like 13 or 14 when this happened. Uh, but <laughs> towards the end of uh, sleeping overtime, because I did not do sleepovers past 15. I might have told my parents I was doing that, but then I was sneaking out. And right. My, my parents might listen to this. And uh, eating ice cream. So, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there was one time I was over at his house, and um, he lived on, on not a like, super major road, but uh, a kind of busy road. And we went out at like 11 or 12 late at night and we're rollerblading and there was some sort of like daring kind of situation where we ended up rollerblading naked. (laughs) Nice. Nice. (laughs) And I told Angie about that and she's just like staring at me just blankly like, (laughs) so, so whose idea was that? And I can't answer that, but I'm going to guess it was mine. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, two 13-year-old boys rollerblading naked. Um, and yeah, I made the joke like, hey, what's, what's the worst thing about telling your parents that you rollerblade naked with your 13-year-old friend? <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, that... I, I don't remember getting into like as troublesome as I was as a kid. I don't remember ever doing uh, toilet papering in anybody's house or doing any of that kind of stuff. But uh, but that was something that was just like a weird random uh, exploration just of my one sexuality. Of those nights. No, I, what I meant to say was, uh, oh God. <laughs> um, Adam, you're up. So. Man, you guys' stories did not <laughs> exonerate me on any level. Uh, so forking is when you get a uh, crap ton of plastic forks, typically plastic forks, and you go to somebody's lawn and just stick them as many forks as as, as you can uh, in, into the lawn, so that the next day they come out and take out all the all the all, all the forks. So a minor inconvenience. Fork side up. So that they might step on them—is that the idea? Oh no, no. The tie, the tines are down into the ground. It's just there's. When I say a lot, we're talking like a couple hundred. Oh, okay. Like just, just the idea is that there's just millions or hundreds. Yeah. yeah. Of, of four little white stuck, sticks stuck in out. there. Yeah. I like millions. Let's go with millions. <laughs> um, <laughs> one level up from that is you go buy those like super big long bags of popcorn. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're in the plastic bags. Oh, yeah. um, and then you dump a couple of bags of those over the lawn. So the next morning, there's this bird shit everywhere. Because uh, the birds all come eat, eat the popcorn. Oh, and then they, okay. Yeah. Um, oh, you know what? Now that you said that, I remember we would sometimes dig we would kill a, a guy, but <laughs> 10 by 5 <laughs> trench into the yard, drops down about 10 feet. Then we'd sharpen bamboo poles and put them in the bottom of it. Uh, <laughs> Put a net over the top. Put some grass over it. Uh, <laughs> classic, classic sleepover. sleepover trick. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Um, uh, definitely did plenty of the old uh, ding dong ditch. Um, mm-hmm. um, we would. Uh, this didn't ever. I don't know why we would do this. But we would get like fireworks or like flares and light them and throw them in, in sewers. So it may look like there's a light coming from the sewer. Hmm. I don't know like what the. Where did you get the flares? Uh, well, we would like, this is always in the, in the summer around 4th of July. So we would just go oh, to like okay. a fireworks okay. place sort of thing. Um, so that's all pretty benign so far, I guess. A uh, little on the worst side, we would, um, there'd be a, a group of us. And we'd find cars of a lighter variety, like a uh, VW Bug, and move it, like pick it up and like kind of push it 
away from where the person would park their car. Are you the Mentos guy? <laughs> the, <laughs> the next day they'd come out and think their car was stolen. Oh, we would take uh, for sale signs, especially if they said open house today, put that in a random yard. Classic. Ooh, that's good. Classic. That's classic. a really good one. Oh yeah. my gosh. I don't know that one. That's um, my favorite so far. Go to, I'm going to um, do that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> go to um, rest, uh, not restaurants, but um, uh, uh, supermarkets that had the uh, marquees with the letters on it and pulled down or rearranged the words to make them say oh, yeah. stuff like, mm. like ass. Ooh. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> that old chestnut. You had to work with what the letters, <laughs> the letters were there. Ass was usually a pretty easy one because A's and S's were often uh, lying around. I, I will occasionally see posts on Reddit of restaurant signs that are messed up and people attribute them to the employees being disgruntled. And I'm like, no, these are teenagers. Probably who teenagers. Are just, yeah. <laughs> Come on. Um, so, and then <laughs> beyond that, you start getting to the actual like property damage stuff, like uh, getting, uh, we, we went through this whole uh, slingshot phase like oh. the good kind where like he had like a brace on, on the arm you know, mm-hmm. under, uh, and we'd like shoot out street lights um yeah uh or we'd like see how far we could shoot them in the general direction of houses you know consequences be damned um probably the absolute worst thing i did and i'm gonna shut up because i'm just this is yeah i was kind of i said kind of hellion um there was a guy uh down the street from my best friend's house who had a really nice um convertible with the soft top uh, on it. And you drove it into they... Chicago for a <laughs> nice. day. <laughs> nice. Um, and they told me, uh, oh, I was, I was also very, I was a very impressionable youth. I didn't know you want to do these things, but I always went, went along with them because of peer pressure. Um, uh, what was this? Oh yeah. So this convertible. And so Xavier, don't this is okay. Just, <laughs> just deal with it okay just, your dad was kind of kind of a rapscallion when i was younger but don't do any of this kind of stuff you get arrested for it um they told me that this guy had like would take pictures of like little kids or something like that I, they said something that's ridiculous but to there's get me, always a reason to yeah. me to go along with this so the plan was we were going to cut a little hole in the uh in the canopy and uh pour urine inside of it which is what we did <laughs> um so and especially they would have me just drink a lot because my metabolism was so fast i would just drink a whole bunch of water wait hold on yeah let's set the stage yeah all right i'm uh i'm jeremy i'm your friend okay i'm just picking a name and he's like hey let's cut a hole in that car and pour piss into it but i don't have to piss adam <laughs> you've got the fastest metabolism you do it is that is that um, how it went? It was more like uh, so we we were have the pitcher from from his house. They filled it up as as much as they could. I filled up a whole bunch more, drank a bunch of water, and then probably ten minutes was able to fill up even more. Um, and then the the hole was cut, and the urine was poured in, and it was this was deep summer, so it was it was a warm summer night, and so we knew by the time this guy got his car the next morning, there would have been urine cooking inside his car for probably five six hours so here's the the part that i want to know is like did you did you pee into the pitcher and then pour it in or did you like just try to like peeing right into it pee in the pitcher and then you pour it in the hole okay okay Okay. i mean there is admittedly a little bit more of a sport involved in like cutting the hole and then getting the pee like directly through the hole like yeah but but then you either have to like lay down on it flat or have your friends hold it open and then you might splatter on them. Right. Then, yeah, I think true, you made the right true. decision. Well, you know, I, I mean, you made the wrong yeah. decision. Hindsight. Right. Yeah. 2020. Yeah. All right. We'd also egg stuff and, you know, again, they, they all the kind of the, the war class thing, but fun fact, I've never TP'd a house. Hmm. Neither have I. Yeah. Yeah. In uh, fact, I think I've only ever seen one house that had been TP'd. It, see, I remember a lot of TPing when I was around that age, but um, but it was all related to like sports. Like there were swim teams that were rivals that 
mm-hmm. one neighborhood would just get hit, but it, it didn't seem like it was just like kids doing it randomly or my friends didn't do it. My best friend had his house teepeed by a, a, a he knew it was a, it was a girl's sleepover because he was still awake when they came and started doing it. And they left and he thought it was such a piss poor job that he came out with another like five rolls and, and, <laughs> and, and enhanced, <laughs> and enhanced <laughs> what, what they had done. <laughs> uh, man, guys, it's getting kind of late. Uh, the sun's come over the horizon, buddy. Yeah, hey, Adam. Yeah. Adam. Yeah. Let's go over to Drew's house and ring his doorbell and put this shit in the archive. <laughs> I love it. John, you come too. All right. I don't like other people's houses. No, though. John, you're coming. All right. <laughs> We love it.